welcome back to another episode on the Dog Pod. This is episode number eight. A really, really exciting episode as uh, the cross country team is going to come on here. Five guys from cross country team. And uh, but first, we got to get right into the basic stuff. Starting off with sports for this week, we've got football Saturday postseason at home versus Pena. I know it's going to be cold. The high is 38 with 16 mile hour winds, but you got to get out here and support the boys. It's what it is. You got to come out here. It's a big game. They're playing Pena. We've got to come out here. We've got we to shut them out. It's what it is. And move on to the next round. It's what it is. We want, we want the state title here. It's what it is. And moving into Classic Bowl, they play at home versus two CIC opponents on Monday. If you can get out here and watch these kids answer trivia, it's always a great time. This Classic Bowl is unbelievably competitive, and uh, I think you guys should experience Classic Bowl at least once in your life. And moving right into the lunch for this week, starting it off on the 10th, we've got Simply Southern. The 11th is actually a half day, so there won't be any lunch, which Pog Champ Friday, half day, kind of like having a three-day weekend, essentially. Moving into next Monday, we got Creckles, Tuesday, La Gondola, and Wednesday, the 16th, McDonald's. Can't beat it. And moving right into segment number two, I am here with probably the largest audience the dog pot has had in its two years of existence. I am here with one, two, three, four, and maybe five joining us later. Of the cross-country boys. Okay. First question. Let's get right into it. How was the season, and did you guys accomplish your goals? Well, I'll start here. The season was actually really good. We, I believe we got first in every meet, but I, but two. It was a, a first to the finish meet. Both were at Detweiler, actually, conveniently enough. Um, the state final meet, we ended up finishing sixth, and we had a meet Earlier in the season, I think it was about our fourth meet. Yeah, it was our uh, fourth meet, and we lost to normal U-high in that one. We lost to normal U-high. We ended up getting second place. So it was a really good year. We had a lot of good trophies. We won a sectional. We won a regional. We won conference, and that trophy's never going back. It's ours now. That's right. I feel that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's our trophy. CSC kicked us out, so we're keeping it. Um, but it was a really good year. I felt pretty good. At the end of the year, I ended up being... All-State, 22nd, top 25 are All-State. <laughs> I mean, it was about what I wanted. Times were slow, obviously, but Detweiler was a tough course. I mean, it was muddy. It was nasty. It was gross. It was rainy. It was windy. It was a lot of fun, and I feel pretty accomplished. Do I wish we would have got a trophy at the end of the year? Yeah, but am I content with how the year finished? Yeah, so someone else can take over. All right, so um, actually I was the number one runner at the end of the season, uh, 18th, so um, and then it was nice putting a five-all conference Top five in all conference was that. Um, obviously, sixth isn't exactly how I wanted to finish the season, but we beat a lot of teams that were probably equivalent to our skill. I think if we would have ran a slightly better meet, we could have placed. But uh, anyone else want to go? Cam or Diego? Uh, I think I had a, had a great time this season. A lot was a bit injured. I, I think I still improved a lot of my times. You know, if it wasn't really noticeable because of the conditions. But, yeah, I was content with the sixth place. I think I ran a... I ran a pretty strong race, had a good kick, got a good kick in the, good kick in the end. Shout out to Matt, really, really made me push. Uh, overall, I was pretty happy with how we 
in the season we performed pretty well. Um, and I, I like all the trophies we got, but I, my state meet wasn't the best. But, you know, overall we did good as a team, and that's what really matters. Yeah, speaking of the weather, anybody want to touch on the weather at state? Um, I'll start on the weather and someone else can take over. But it was gross. I don't know. A lot of you guys might have been at the football game there listening to this, but I was out golfing personally in that weather. In that I, weather. I was out golfing personally. Well, grind set mindset. Yes. Luckily enough, Detweiler, the state course, is it's on the river, Illinois River, but it's in a bit of a valley. So Evan was saying this the whole time. He's like, it's in a valley. We're not going to feel the wind. You didn't feel the wind as much. It was about, I think it was an average of 20, 25 mile an hour winds with the uh, highs of like 40 to 50 mile per hour gust, which I don't know if you ever ran in, but that's that's something. And then to top it all off, right before the race, it had been dry all, all morning, right before our race and during the girls' race, a huge thunderstorm rolled in. Not thunderstorm, just rain, but it, it poured, the course got muddy, it was sloppy, it, I mean, it was just a, it was a swimming pool of mud and it, it was tough. With the wind, and we're not really wearing much other than a uniform, it was pretty cold. And the truck, like, driving through left, like, puddles of, like, it was just like a creek almost that you had to run through at some spots, so, like, people were avoiding that spot. Yeah. And uh, the first, like, 800, I turned the corner, and I felt just, like, my jersey just stuck to me because it started pouring, and I'm, like, it was, like, messing with it so I could, like, actually breathe. All right. First of all, we had another member just join us, Martin Velchek. Martin Velchek, say hi to the mic. How's everyone doing? I'm assuming everybody here is doing great. I hope everybody, hope everybody in the is doing great, too. Moving right into the next question. What has been your guys' favorite season so far? I think my, uh, my favorite season is definitely this, this past season, my senior year. But definitely by far, you know, the whole atmosphere and uh, the competition level really increased this season, and uh, the whole team just felt like a family. Absolutely. I gotta, I gotta back him up on that. I think this year's definitely been my most favorite season. I mean, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. I mean, Excellent. I, I liked my other seasons, obviously, but I think it's, it's just been getting better the older I've gotten into high school, and I couldn't have asked for a better group for my last year. Whenever I joined the team is when it started to get better. <laughs> sure, you believe that. Uh, personally, me, uh, I, had a, I had a great time this year, but because of the injury, it took a lot out of me. I, had a, I ran like half, I missed like half my mace this year, so like I had a much better time last year. Uh, I would like to join that. I mean, everyone I've ran with, this has been our best season. We put the most effort, we put the most energy, and this is just what we've all waited for in our career. So I think this has been my best season. And I think most of us would agree other than Diego, because Diego was unfortunate to get injured right before the finish. I would even say just like the atmosphere and like everything about like the focus we put in. Cause like last year was more just running the miles, getting the workouts done. This year it was like every workout had a purpose. Every mile you ran had a purpose. We were just focused on that goal of doing well at the end of the season. Yeah. And it was nice to like go through every meet and, some of these were just winning by a long shot, and that's a good feeling whenever, like, we went to uh, North Mac, and we have the one through seven at, like, the one mile, two mile, three mile, and it's just like a wall of uh, St. Teresa runners because we were doing really well this year. Absolutely. So getting right into the, the meat of this interview, what is your favorite Coach Bowen moment or Ooh. saying? Just kind of scrunchy or in, like, track? Just anything. Okay. Someone want to go first, and I think I might think of something. Man, I got to think here. Tough question, huh? I got to toss it up between Jaquan's roller 
or um, there's got to be something else I can throw in there. I mean, man, somebody back me up here. What else we got? All right, so uh, I see the story of Jaquan's roller. So, Do you want to take it, Cam? Yeah, so um, Coach at the end of our practices and at the end of meetings and stuff, he likes to give, like, speeches and, you know, talk about what's going on. Jaquan, at the end of a practice, freshman year, we normally roll out, so we have roller, like, roll your muscles out. Um, he was, like, playing catch with his roller, and then he tried to throw the roller at me, but missed and hit Coach Volan oh. in the <laughs> leg. Before, And then, you know, obviously Coach Volan took him aside, and there was some, some words being thrown at Jaquan. <laughs> like, he silently asked him to come over, and we all knew it was over for the poor man. He also did not run the next year or go to St. C. So, coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> all right. A- anybody else want to chime in on this? My favorite moment, or like the moment, like he got the most mad at, was when I was uh, it was an indoor track, and I was doing the two miles. So I had 16 laps around the track, and I was running, and I was like, oh, I th- I'm on my, I think I was thinking I was my, I'm on my last lap because I see two other kids like right next to me, and I see the lap counter, but it turns out the lap counter was the dude in the finish because I got lapped. So then I was like, I finished a really strong 100, and I stopped for a moment, and I heard the loudest scream on. Diego, God, and then like, <laughs> I ran another 200 meters, and I lost to these kids by half a second. He was not happy. Yeah, that that was a fun one. <clears throat> I think some of us could take partial credit. We were cheering Diego yeah, we were on cheering a lot, Diego and we thought I don't know how many of us realized he still had one lap left, but he got done, and it it was. Bad. He thought he was about to win the race against these like two insane kids, uh, only to realize he had done 15 laps, not the normal 16. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one's more senior-focused. How are you guys feeling that it's all over, like, now for cross-country? Um, I mean, it's kind of sad that uh, this chapter of our career is coming to an end, but on the bright side, we are planning on doing with our top couple guys. We're going to go do a couple more races at the end of the year, probably. Marty is not uh, running this race. <laughs> Marty was shaking his head pretty vigorously, so... <laughs> He's, it, se- it seems I, I like Martin Velchek does not want to run any more I, races. I just, I just said our top couple guys, we were probably going to try to go down to a couple races um, the next couple weekends so we can get some more running in before we get into track season. No, absolutely. And I'm I'm not so sure it's quite set in yet that the season's over. It's only been a week, but I'm going to miss it. I mean, I will. I'm going to try and run, obviously, at the next level. That's my goal. I'll probably try and walk on wherever I go because I'm not too focused on getting a scholarship. I just kind of just want to keep Keep at it. I enjoy it, but I mean, it. This chapter's over, and I, I just don't think it's set in yet. Uh, it's a it's a sad moment, but I mean, we we trained, you know, since the track season realistically. So since you know we start our track season for this this upcoming cross country season, because track is wasn't so much focused on, uh, you know, like just like the state track as much of it was just training for uh, the upcoming cross country season, but. The way the season ended, I, I couldn't be happier than how it, you know, it happened. We, we all gave our all, and at the end of the day, we're a family. And, you know, the memories, the memories that we obtained during the season are going to be lifelong. You might, you might not remember every single race, but you remember how you felt around everyone. No, absolutely. And moving off of what Caleb said, does anybody have any goals to run in the future as far as college goes? Uh, 
I don't know if I'm going to run for necessarily the team, but I could, I'll could. i definitely think I'm going to do like club running, or if I run for a team, I'm not planning on going to college for running, but I'm going to run in college. Because like I want to go into engineering. That's not super big with all running schools. So I'm just going to look for like club teams, and if they have one, I'll probably join. And I'm also – I intend to destroy all of the community 5Ks next year that I can find <laughs> around here. Gonna bring out the Missouri Alpha. S&T with me. Yeah, I'm going to go bring out the Alpha Flies, and I'm going to win every community 5K. Going to get that free T-shirt, those free shoes. <laughs> Personally, uh, I would like to run in college at some point, but that's a little down the line for me. So Catch Evan Cook on the dog pod in two years. We'll be hearing Facts. big things, big things. Evan, you could run the dog pod here in a couple years. Uh, maybe. we got to get uh, – I'm going to get someone to run it with me if I do it, though. No, it's, it's fun running yeah. by yourself. I mean, you got – look how many guests I got on. True, true. So, what advice would you give to someone who is on the fence about joining the cross-country team for next year? Uh, well, me being the only one who's left, I feel like I'm probably going to have to say stuff. So, personally, uh, I think the ad- my advice would be is join it because uh, we only have six guys, and I think we could put together a team that could still go to state. So, you could not even be the best and um, go to state because we need seven runners. I think as, uh, as Nike puts it, just do it. I, I think it's – it, it it's going to be an experience you will never forget. Whether you know you last the whole season, you don't last the season. Whether you you know you quit halfway through because uh, you really don't like it. But what you learn is that it, you know again it's a family and just like it's not so much about running sometimes as it is learning like a hard work that work ethic and learning how to be respectful around others and encourage others and be motivational for you know everyone else on the team. It's it's really a life lesson more than it is running at times. And kind of like Marty said, <clears throat> and a little more onto that, you don't have to be good at running or you don't have to be built as a runner and you don't have to finish first at every meet and you don't have to place. There's more to it than that. I mean, everyone's welcome. We we encourage any and all people to run, and no one's ever going to bring you down just because you're not the fastest on the team. I think a lot of people think that to run cross-country, you need to be the guy, you need to be number one. But, I mean, just being there, people will cheer you on. People will wait for you to finish. People will – I mean, you – you earn lifelong friends through running and in cross country, I believe. And like Marty said, it is truly a family, and I think anyone should want to be a part of it. No one wants. No one really cares about you being the best, like runner in general. It's just all about being the best you and pushing yourself to be the fastest you can be yourself. Absolutely, Matt. Say hi. Say hi. Hello. That was uh, Matt Auburn, one of our uh, top seven runners of the cross-country team. He ran this past season uh, state. He's a sophomore, and uh, we're looking forward to see, you know, how he improves in the upcoming two seasons. Yes, sir. Matt, is there anything you'd like to tell anybody? Uh, not, not particularly. So, uh, Matt, what, what would you say to someone who's wanting to join cross-country or, you know, is thinking about joining cross-country? What, w- what would you tell them? Um, I would say just, like, if you want to do it, then I just – just go all the way, I would say. Good answer, good answer. Thank you, Matt. Yep. Thank, thank you for those encouraging words. You're welcome. All right. Moving on to the next question. What are you guys' pregame ritual, meal, song, whatever you guys got? I think Diego should take this. For me, I have a really, really strict breakfast. I wake up. I eat a cup of a Kodiak chocolate oatmeal then after that i eat a banana then after that i put a bunch of oatmeal i mean a bunch of peanut butter on my bagel and i eat it exactly four hours before the race exactly four hours before the race exactly that is crazy 
pulls up the stopwatch. I've seen it. He makes sure the seconds <laughs> kick. <laughs> there have been fits thrown at team breakfasts for there not being oatmeal. I wouldn't. <clears throat> fits isn't a fair word, but there have been. It, it's a problem, and I think he does well when he has it, and so he shouldn't change. It's facts. Uh, I'm, this isn't like an individual uh, pre-race ritual, but uh, one team ritual we have is before every re- race, uh, we do you get a couple runouts. So you'll run out maybe 100 meters or so, and then turn back and jog back. But uh, normally before the last like two, we uh, go and run it, and then um, coach will be waiting there, and we'll do prayer together, and we'll uh, pray. No, that's that's actually a great part of the routine. For me, uh, you know, I, I get up about, you know, 30, 40 minutes before we're supposed to be, uh, you know, on the bus or at school or whatever. Cutting it I, close. Uh, you know, I, I do what I can. I live like three minutes away. But, yeah, so I get there and I, ch- I change. And uh, so breakfast, we, we keep it simple, right? As simple as possible. You don't want that, that stomach getting upset during your races, you know. It's never a good thing. And then you get on the bus and you start getting locked in. You start listening to the music that gets you the most locked in. It gets you serious. It gets you in the zone. What kind of music? It, it depends on the day. It depends, depends on the, the day. Depends w- on the mood. What's your go-to? If you just what's your go-to song? No, honestly, I just press the shuffle on my like. The side. shuffle. I press the shuffle button. That's a risky move. That's right a there. bold move. See how I'm feeling, you know. And then you 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 get to the course, right? And you're you're ima- while you're walking it, you're imagining where you're going to be during the race. You're imagining passing people, everyone around you, the adrenaline rush. You just started getting goosebumps, and you, you know you get that you get the feeling that you're you know you're actually you're actually in the race. And then uh, you know you get back to camp, you go to the bathroom about seven times for Diego, maybe ten times for Diego. Diego I feel that maybe, maybe twenty times for Diego. It, de- it depends. But yeah, then you just you get to the start line, you lace up, and uh, once you get laced up, you know. You'll end up having to relace the shoes because they're not the right tightness. As a coach then, then you're going to get yelled at. Take a long time to lace up. But yeah, that, that's my uh, that's my pre-race. You know, <clears throat> I think I got to mention this, and one big thing that's helped me, and I learned this from a coach at North Central, and a, people are always saying it, but I like to imagine the race. I mean, the whole week before, I'm picturing the race. I'm picturing where I'm at, what time I'm going to finish, when I'm going to push through that mental barrier that's in there, and when I'm going to make myself exceed. A big thing I think about three-mile running, I know Marty will agree with me on this, is it's it's mostly mental. It's not about who's got the fastest legs. It's about who can push themselves to fully use their legs. And so I like to, the whole week, while I'm running, just picture myself pushing through, keeping up, passing somebody, finishing with the time I want. Absolutely. Getting into our last question here. What is the funniest thing that ever happened during a meet? Oh, this is, well, funniest thing that happened, Marty's got one. It was this past season, El Paso, right? So Evans, Evans about Evans about leading the race, right? So went out way too uh, fast. Bit so too at fast. El Paso, there, there's there's two creek crossings. You cross one within the first probably I would say three hundred, three hundred half mile. Oh yeah, somewhere in that range. But Caleb and I are running through this creek. This creek is it's nasty. It's muddy. It's and probably I mean it's probably gross water up to your knees. And I mean for a little context here, we normally run Evan, Martin, and I in a pack in the front. But Evan was feeling himself today. For the that, first mile. I was feeling myself for the first mile. After that, I was not feeling myself. So, you know, to continue, there was a, there was a Peoria Notre Dame guy between Caleb and I. At least I, I think it was Peoria. Uh, something like that. I don't even remember watching because he was covered in mud after us. I think it was Peoria Notre Dame, but C- Caleb's going up the creek. And he's about sliding. So he pushes up on this Peoria Notre Dame, Dame well, guy's the, he, shoulder. And 
I'm tr- I'm about to start <laughs> coming up this hill. So I grab his jersey. So the combination of grabbing his jersey and pulling him back and Caleb pushing him down, I, I don't know if he ever recovered. We, I don't even know if he got out of the creek. After it, the, the creek, for some context, yeah, this is a pretty steep creek. I'm trying to think of something to compare it to, but I, I don't know if I can. It's basically it's one of those things where if you want to go up it, it's covered in mud, it's wet, it's hands and, it's hands and knees up the you creek. You almost need a rope to get up. And he's, he's going up the creek, bless his heart. He's slipping in the middle. He trips a little bit, and then I almost fall. So I just instinctively hit his shoulder, and I push down because I'm going up the hill. And then as I'm pushing down, I look back, and Martin's pulling his jersey down. <laughs> and we sling this guy into the creek <laughs> and get up to the top. And I look at Marty while we're running. I'm like, well, that helped. <laughs> oh. Anyone else want to chime in? Uh, another uh, funny thing that we see almost every meet is uh, Matt and Diego. They'll be near each other with about 800 meters left, especially happened at State. And they'll have some of the funniest kicks. Like I saw a video uh, yesterday of Matt and Diego kicking next to each other, and Diego's face the whole way. He just looks so focused like he doesn't want to lose. And he's he's going, like, insane. He's sprinting down that last 800. I'm not sure what time they closed, but it was fast. I got something that might not have been during a meet, but last year, every year, the – Day before school, we do a bike ride. And last year, we were like the whole team. We all get on bikes, helmets, the whole nine yards, and we probably ride 12 miles or something. Nothing too bad, but like bike ride standards. Coach Volan rides with us too, so we can like watch. Well, Coach Volan likes to, you know, he's he's the fast bike guy. He bikes, so, you know, he's he goes from group to group and speeds up and slows down. Um, he's biking to catch up to my group, and he, he catches up. We're talking to him, and he turns around to go to the next, and I hear it. And I look back, and he wiped out. I mean, <laughs> bike went out from under him, slid across the concrete a little bit, got back up, and just kept going. I mean, wiped out on his bike. It was great. Dude, that is hilarious. Oh. But that is going to wrap up this interview. Thank you guys, all you guys, for coming on and participating today. And um, best luck to you guys in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that is going to wrap up today's episode. Uh, but first, there's an announcement. Please, guys, remember that the Canine Cafe is look is looking for workers, and uh, it does pay really, really well. It is starting at $10 an hour, and you're only working 45-minute shifts. You also get a free drink in that shift, and all the money that you earn goes into a scholarship fund, which you, you will receive when you graduate, which goes towards college or other kind of school stuff. So... But yeah, big thanks to the guys from the construction team for coming on and talking today. And uh, if you haven't already, please follow us on our socials, Instagram and Spotify at T-H-E-D-A-W-G-P-O-D. That is at the dog pod. And uh, thank you guys once again.